Hello and welcome to another LA Rams UK podcast. This is Aaron speaking and we come to you after a big divisional game against the Arizona Cardinals in week 13, coming away with a 34-7 victory, getting back on track there. So to take us uh, now to a 7-5 record, but uh, unfortunately still third in our division, but it keeps us in a fight for a wild card spot, barely. Um, so if you haven't listened already to our previous podcast that has already been published at episode 16, we're where I talked to Tony about his trip to L.A. Uh, to watch the Ravens game at the Coliseum and enjoy the tailgate and the American hospitality. Make sure you check that out as well. It's only about 30 minutes long, that one. And uh, you get just to hear about his trip with some of the other UK lads, just their general experience. So might be a good listen. But joining me for this week's regular podcast, we have Jordan. All right, how are we doing? And also joining us again is Rob. Hey, how are you doing, folks? So... For this episode, we're going to talk, as usual, through our thoughts on uh, the previous game, the win against the Cardinals, and take a look at this week's game coming up against another divisional opponent in Seattle Seahawks on Sunday Night Football, and uh, look around at some of the other Rams-related news and take questions. So, let's kick off with just initial thoughts then. Just uh, spitballing here, Rob, do you want to just give us your general thoughts on the Cardinals game? Yeah, what a bounce back. Um, it was it was actually really nice to see because I was thinking, you know, how was the team going to respond to such a you know such a heavy loss against the Ravens, um, and you know they, they they really came in with all guns blazing. I had said previously on the last podcast that I felt the Cardinals were a team that were certainly better. I felt in their record, and I thought this could this could certainly be a, you know a, 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 again a good challenge for us, uh, a mobile quarterback. Like Lamar Jackson, who could give us a lot, a lot of problems. Yeah, Kayla Murray could play in that style. So I, I certainly thought they were capable of putting points up against us. And we we spoke about their defense not being great. And this was an opportunity for maybe Goff and the and the offense to get to get back on track as well. And that's exactly what they did. I think an all round good performance. Yeah, just on that, talking about uh, the comparisons to Ravens and the Cardinals quarterbacks, uh, Murray going into this game, and still is their current Russian, Russian leader uh, for the team. And uh, we kept him to 28 yards, which is quite impressive considering how much he runs it. And Drake, their, their main running back, kept 31 yards. So just, just another note on what you said there. So, Jordan, what are your takes on the game? Obviously, uh, you was watching it live as well, weren't you? Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I mean, as uh, Rob says, it's... A, a good bounce back. It was a lot more. To be honest, I, like kind of Rob touched on there, it could have been a bit of a banana skin. Um, I mean, the Cardinals ran the 49ers close a couple of times already this year. They've only got three wins, but offensively they've been moving the ball and scoring points, and to keep them to basically, you know, seven. But again, similar to the the Falcons game, it was the this kind of second string defense that gave up the touchdown. So. You know, the first first uh, string defence kind of kept them to nothing for most of the game. Um, Murray looked really uncomfortable throughout. I think, you know, you're going to do that when you've got Aaron Donald, one, you know, one-hand sack and everything. So it's 
it was it was pretty good uh, defensively and offensively. There was a good bit of rhythm. Um, again, you need to kind of temper that with the it's the Cardinals aren't a great defense. We've seen the Rams play pretty well against some poor defenses in the past few weeks, like the Falcons, Bengals. Um, but Goff's got you know offensive player of the week for. Uh, for this week, just gone for over just over four hundred yards, couple of touchdowns, and he looked he looked pretty good. And Gurley as well was was running the ball pretty well. So it's one of the, one of those confidence building games going into going into another tough week this week, another divisional game. We said in the last podcast, this is one of those games where the the, the Cardinals, like you say, had a lot of close games. They were in quite a lot of the games up till now, and uh, but the their pass defense was it was one of the worst in the league. So this was really a chance for Goff to bounce back. And I, I can't remember again. I can't remember our predictions on Scott. I think I said thirty four seventeen something like that. But I also threw in randomly about a perfect score passer rating, which mm-hmm. it's fairly close. I think he had one hundred and twenty. So that was a lucky guess for me. But it sort of football often looks obvious, and then it just. It flips on its head, doesn't it? Like the team you expect to win doesn't always win, and it's one of those hardest games I imagine to bet on. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but I haven't had much success uh, <laughs> betting on American football. But uh, no, he had a, he had a great game, and uh, Woods he's had a cracking couple of weeks ever since he you know he went absent for personal reasons. He'd be with the Everett injury, he had a blind, he had 107 yards and a touchdown, so you know really showing his potential and fulfilling his contracts uh, <laughs> uh, agreements, I guess, to a degree. But uh, no, it was exactly what they needed, a bit of a confidence boost going into now the final quarter of the season. So that was really nice to see, just things gelling and on both sides, really. And like I say, if it wasn't for the, the second string going in, we may have shut them out again. So were you saying, John, you, that was two, what, two seasons in a row now, isn't it, that we, we shut them out and it would have been a yeah. third? Would have been three. Obviously, the first one was the one in London, thirty-three uh, nothing. Then I think we shut them out at their place last year. I think that was a kind of similar scoreline. Um, thirty-four, I think maybe I can't remember. Um, yeah, so it'd have been would have been three in a row, three years in a row. Still one more uh, final week we play them at the Coliseum, so one more chance. But we'll we'll see. Good stuff. And uh, one thing that really stood out to me was like all all year it feels like we've really struggled with just momentum and like getting some drives going and in this game again everyone will say well it's was, it was Cardinals but like we've said it, they've had quite a few close games even with the 49ers it was the drives so like the scoring drives so you had field goal they missed the field goal this is the Rams sorry and then touchdown then they punted touchdown field goal touchdown punt and then obviously the second stringer in at that point so they, they kept up the scoring drives where normally it was free and out, free and out. Just so frustrating. So everything was just clicking on both sides, really. Um, any other noticeable players, Rob, that you, that were playing in this game that uh, can stand out that we haven't mentioned so far? 
I, I think as you said, you know, everything seemed to click, didn't it? You know, the the, the passing game clicked quite early, the running game got going quite early, and the the, the, de- the defense just seemed to have, you know, the uh, the, the Cards offense number, you know, early on. Um, Kyler Murray couldn't get anything going, and and it was a great all round performance. You know, there was there was running lanes for Gurley. Um, I think as you said, Robert Woods had a had a terrific game. Um, Tyler Higby potentially maybe had his best game of the season, um, and. Nice to see him stepping up and playing well, you know, certainly after signing the big contract. So good to see him being a bit more pro- prolific. Uh, he, he's possibly certainly seeing more of the uh, of the ball in the passing game, you know, with Gerald Everett being out injured. Robert Woods, as you touched on as well, absolutely fantastic. T- teams maybe homing in a little bit, maybe recently on Cooper Cup, but with him having the, kind of, the, the, the great season he's, he's been having. So Woods maybe seeing a bit more freedom than, than maybe he saw in maybe in certainly maybe last season and in, in the beginning of this season. So really all, all around just terrific. The, the defence, I, I, I think, was probably the better side of the ball for me. We, we know how poor or how certainly how how low down the, the stats and things the, the Cardinals defence has been all season um, and, and, and they, they really have been hurting so we, we did expect you know Goff to move the ball through the air but the defence just, just really stepped up you know for ha- having been run over the week before um, to come back with what was it five or six sacks and they just looked to be all over the, 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 the Cardinals uh, offense and they, they got nothing going early nothing consistent through the game and as you say it was really just in, in garbage time you know they, they had the, the, the drive and then the big run in with uh, Kyler Murray scoring the touchdown so really all round all round just really a superb performance and hopefully something that we can continue on and take into the to the Seahawks game now because every game is a must win now for us Right Dale um, I think even McVeigh's come out recently saying that uh, like obviously Gurley had a successful game. I think he was he got like a ninety on the PFF grading, so he made the team for the week or something. So he come out and said something along the lines of that like, I've basically been an idiot and I need to use him more essentially. And it's like everyone's <laughs> everyone, all the fans have been saying it for ages. But I, it's uh, maybe a bit harder being the head coach than a fan uh, making those decisions. But you touched on the, the defence uh, having a great great game. Obviously, they could have had the shutout if they stayed in, maybe. But uh, Taylor Rapp had his first t- interception, um, and he could have had three. I, I personally, I think well, one of them, he, he, it was his own fault, wasn't it? He didn't keep hold of it. And the other one was a bad call, wasn't it, by the refs? Um, but I know there was, well, Ramsey had one as well that I think was a worse call. I can't remember why that that one get why Taylor Rapp's one got got held back, but yeah, um, like you say, could potentially three. He said a few earlier in the season as well, where he's just dropped it or you know, especially hit off his hands and fell to the ground. So yeah, no, it was good to see he had a, he had a good game. Um, he was had a couple of rookie moments against the the Ravens the week before, so it was good for him to to bounce back. Um, because he's obviously been probably one of the most most used rookies up until all the injuries and the old line caused some of the you know Evans and um, Edwards to come in. But no, he's he's played pretty well throughout the season, and he'll he'll only get better as well. Um, and hopefully for the future going forward, anyway, strike up a good partnership with John Johnson when he gets back from injury. But. No, yeah, Taylor Rapp had a, had a really good game and hopefully more to come in the future. You can definitely see that it's almost like a like a proud father moment with Weddle 
sort of lifting him up mm. in the air. Like he's clearly being coached yeah. up by him, and he's just. Uh, I mean, just looking at the season as a whole, he just seems to be maybe overachieving. I'm not sure if they just expected that from him, but for me, it's just personally as a fan, he just seems to be. Yeah, he may have had a, like you've mentioned the Ravens game. I think most people had a poor game against the Ravens, but he's probably done better than expectations. So is he? He's probably the best performing rookie for us. Anyway, would he be in a shout for rookie of the year? I'm not too familiar with the rest of the league and the positions. Jordan, this might be more. Of nah, no chance. No, no. chance. Um, it, it doesn't get sacks. So usually the defensive rookie of the year is going to go to a guy that gets a lot of sacks or a lot of tackles and doesn't or you know a lot of picks and that's his first one. So yeah, no, it's it's doubtful for that, but. Yeah, by far the Rams' most impactful rookie. Um, I think they probably expected them to go a bit higher in the draft. Um, obviously, felt like what the third round. I think I was really, really low for him. I think it was just due to the fact that he ran quite slow at the combine, which is a similar story to Cooper Cup. Um, ran a bit slower than not, uh, expected and kind of fell. But no, it's obviously the Rams have kind of picked him up a lot further down. But it's, it's, Expect they probably thought he could contribute early. Maybe with the injury to John Johnson, he's playing a lot more than they would have thought. But I think even when he was fully fit and Rams were at full strength, he was still getting a good amount of snaps. So I think it's just uh, good scouting and you know quite lucky that he fell a bit as well. Yeah, for sure. So I was looking at the... Because obviously the offensive line has been a big issue and obviously they had probably a much better game uh, in, in, in against the Cardinals, it was just a one sack, I think, in that game. But uh, I was looking over all the season, and I think in the last last three three games, he's only been sacked three times. Even though he absolutely smashed by the Ravens, I mean, his last three games, he's only been sacked three times. And we started off the season with three wins, but in those three games with the O line, I, I can't remember how quickly the uh, the first injury happened with our offensive line, but. In the first three games, when we got we went three and zero, he had six sacks. So, I guess in terms of sacks, maybe Goff is just it looks good on that end, the sacks ratio. But maybe Goff is wise to that. So this is where some of his incompletions and interceptions are coming from because he's getting rid of it. He's not getting sacked, but it's the pressure. Well, I think it's some of the sacks as well especially early on in the season he just seemed to be holding on to the ball forever as well pressures I mean when you drill down to the stats it's you kind of take from it what you want obviously sacks are sacks are the best thing you can get obviously pressure and hits and everything else are good but sacks are the best thing you can get but I think the Rams have been getting consistent pressure like our defence has been and you kind of see the effects of that um and some of the ways, especially the you know more recent opponents have been playing, and I think a lot of the time you have seen when Goff's under pressure, that's when he starts to get his kind of happy feet, as people call it, and you know he will be a lot more inaccurate because he's. I think when you saw the likes of you know some games like the Ravens game and whatever else, it's almost like he's expecting to get hit, mm. um, and he's he's kind of throwing the ball a lot quicker than maybe he would want to, probably to places that he shouldn't be throwing it as well. So it's, you know, it's a combination of things. But the line obviously held up on Sunday, but 
similar to the Bears game where we kind of held Khalil Mack to nothing. It, you know, it's all about how McVeigh calls the game as well in terms of you know quick quick passes and screens and whatever else. So I think we've been playing okay you know, for for having a couple of rookies on there, but you'd still like it a bit more stable. Um, but obviously you're not not maybe going to be able to do that when you're down to your second and third strings. So it's it's going to be a work in progress for the last four games or however many we've got left. Hopefully more, but yeah, we'll 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 see another tough one this weekend. A much better defense this weekend. Um, so we'll see how it holds up. So on that note of how many games left, I think I saw the latest predictions that twenty two percent is our our percentage chance of making the playoffs. Which um, take that, I guess, <laughs> considering. But uh, yeah, no. Uh, talking of um, a few highlights on the game, Woods we, he had one hundred and seventy odd yards, didn't he? Um, but a couple of times there, he seemed like he, he lost quite a few. So he could have been over two hundred yards. There was a couple of times he he tried too hard and and lost a couple. One of his biggest plays was the uh, lead block by Goff, <laughs> which was uh, interesting to see. Nonetheless, what did you, did you see that, Rob? Live? Yes, you know it was it was a thing of beauty. I, I actually I really enjoyed watching it. It was probably the play of the game for me. Uh, the screen pass to, to Robert Woods and he, he takes off to the left. Uh, nothing there. Turns it around. Uh, starts heading down the right hand side uh, with Goff as uh, with Goff as the lead blocker. Um, sure enough, Goff gets a hand to the face, but Robert Woods is able to turn the afterburners on after that and turn it into a big gain, which you know very much took us out a hole. You know, but, you know, back there in my own red zone. So yeah, just a, a, a thing of beauty. And uh, and Goff's showing you that you know he's he's not he's not just going to sit back there and, and and be the pretty boy and throw the ball. He's 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 going to get mucked in, you know, and get and get and get stuck in, you know, when the chips are down like they are now. Well, he said if it wasn't a uh, a DB, he may have questioned. But you don't know who's going to be coming at you at that point, coming <laughs> coming across the field. Um, and he also got questions over his head, so he's probably thinking I've got to put the extra <laughs> extra effort in there. Well, that was I think that was a third down, was it? So they had to sort of. Uh, make that although with the score I guess they didn't really have to but you never know um, but no it was either that that play which obviously everyone's uh, talking about or the uh, Donald throwing uh, Murray down like a, a rag doll with one one finger what, what looked like yeah the, the one arm yeah I think you yeah. touched on it earlier Jordan yeah um, I mean Keller Murray we know he's, he's not the biggest of quarterback uh, and that probably adds to his speed and agility but I think, yeah, you know, some of these bigger guys are going to be able to toss him about a wee bit and Aaron, Don- Aaron Donald gives him the old kind of clothesline to the ground kind of thing. It was the baby uh, baby Yoda memes that were coming out <laughs> with Carter yeah, Murray's face on it. That's perfect. <laughs> times yeah. that they panned for him were laying on the floor and he just had that expression on his face like, what is going on? Somebody help me. <laughs> yeah. That was brilliant. Uh, right, and uh, anything else you want to touch on, Jordan, regarding the game? No, I think we've, we've touched on everything. Yeah, good as we said, good confidence, confidence within win, and we'll go into this week's game eventually, and hopefully more of the same. For sure. Hopefully they, they crack something, and it's not just that it's, it's the Cardinals. Okay, right. Well, then, uh, a couple of other bits that I've noticed, and obviously you guys can add to it if, if, if I haven't mentioned them. We had an injury to Jojo Natson, who's now been put on injured reserve, I believe. So the return and punt game is going to have to be replaced. And initially they were saying um, third string 
running back, Henderson was going to take, it was one or the other, punt or return, I can't remember. And then how do you pronounce this guy's name? I'd say Nasambi. Is that right? Nasambi no, Webster? It's just Samba. Sam- Simba? Yeah. Like the, like the lion? Yeah. End okay. silent. I don't know why it's there. You don't see it. You are the expert, Jordan, at pronunciation, especially when it comes to the questions at the end. Yeah. <laughs> big fan of that. So Simba Webster. So is that right? Is that still the case? Have they come out and confirmed that them two are going to be sharing the load? That, that is the two on the depth chart just now, certainly. Yeah, it's uh, Simba Webster and punt returner and Daryl Henderson at kick returner at the moment, yeah. And do you know much about Webster at all, Rob, in terms of his skill sets for that? Um, I, I, I don't really, to be honest. Um, I, I, the last time I saw him play any, any real downs was in pre-season, um, and he was able to muscle his way into the team from there. Uh, I haven't saw much of him this season, so I can't really you know, can I elaborate an awful lot on him, to be honest. What about you, Jordan? Any anything on him? Um, no, I mean, it's, Rob says he's not really played all that much. Uh, obviously, they, they like him enough because he was on the practice squad, and I think they got they got word that someone was going to going to uh, nab him, so they they brought him onto the the full the full roster. So I think he's quite small in stature, not as small as Jojo Natson, but I mean, he's ridiculously uh, small. Yeah, but I think he's just a kind of small and you know nippy, nippy guy that will hopefully be a bit more productive than Natson's been. Cause he's not, he's not had many big returns, um, but we'll we'll see. We'll hopefully, can hopefully can get a bit of a a boost to the return game. Good stuff, and we're starting to see a lot of advertising for the Pro Bowl. Uh, hopefully, these guys won't be in it like last year, but <laughs> the chances are are against us. So. Who, who, Rob, do you think has got the best chance of making the Pro Bowl? From us, well... Yeah, from us, sorry, yeah. Yeah, from us, yeah. I mean, certainly, obviously, Aaron Donald's a, a gimme, isn't, isn't he? Yeah. Um, he's, he's certainly the gimme on the team. On, on offence, I'd, I'd certainly expect maybe Cooper Cup to certainly have a lot of uh, nominations. Uh, Robert Woods, uh, the way he's playing just now as well, uh, I think a lot of nominations. Andrew Wint- Andrew Whitworth, I think, has, has, has certainly the potential as well. He's had a pretty solid season. On defence, uh, it wouldn't surprise me if Eric Weddle uh, makes it in as well. He's, he's had a good season. We know he's going to maybe potentially playing his last or second last season. That's the, the kind of standouts for me this season, certainly on the team. I don't know about yourself, Jordan, and Dale's jumping out at you. Maybe a Dante Fowler just because of the sack numbers. I think a lot. Mm-hmm. Of, I mean, at the end of the day, it's basically a popularity contest. Um, isn't it? Yeah, isn't it? So. How many sacks he's got now? He's got like seven or something. I think it was seven and a half, eight and a half, I think I saw last. Um, but I mean, other than that, I, I think most of the time people either just look at the bare numbers, so. It's quite difficult for Rams receivers because they kind of split, you know, split the catches and whatever. But Cooper Cup probably, yeah. Um, then on defense, we've not had that amount of that many interceptions. I don't think mm. overall. So I think maybe Dante Fowler. I don't know if Clay Matthews will get in there based on sack numbers either. But yeah, I don't think there'll be as many as the last couple of years anyway. When there's been quite a few. Um, we'll see how that pans out. I'm sure. Um... We'll see that on us. When does the actual voting come to an end? Is that just over just till the end of the season or is it just for a few weeks? I can't remember how long it went on last year. 
I, I honestly couldn't tell you. Um, yeah, I think it certainly runs for the season, and then they'll look at it, I think, at the end of the season. Okay, cool. Right, anything else you think, Rob, happening in the league with the team? I know we've got, normally this happens because we did a podcast the day before normally, but they, they seem to always have press conferences on when we're recording this and can't really listen to it. <laughs> so, I don't know, maybe something's happening and we, 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 were, we won't be able to record it for this podcast. But anything else you've seen around, Rob, that's worth noting? Um, do you mean around the league in general or just with nah, the Rams? let's keep it Rams. <laughs> keep it Rams, yeah. Um, the, only th- the only thing kind of standing out at me, there's no great news other than the, the, the stuff we talked about, about the, the good victory there. A um, couple of injuries just to, maybe to kind of keep in mind. Obviously, Rob Havistein's still, you know, not 100%. You know, he'd, he'd limited practice on Wednesday. Uh, Darius Williams, uh, again, he's got an ankle thing going on, limited practice uh, uh, yesterday. Gerald Everett, we know, about, we know about the knee just now. He's, he, he he didn't practice yesterday, and Andrew Whitworth didn't practice yesterday. Although that was not uh, injury related. Um, other than that, that's the only kind of stuff I've been keeping my eye on. So at the moment, no no great news. Jordan, do you know anything about this LA Bold stuff that's going on at the moment? All the social medias they've got all these new pictures, like these retro graphics, LA Bold as they're calling it. Any idea what that's about? Uh, not too sure. I kind of saw it. Uh, when they, I don't know if it was yesterday or the day before uh, they put them up but I've not, not read too much into it now and they're nice little gimmicky things but I know that we, we touched on before I believe early on in the season about a possible rebrand I can't I can't quite see them going this far um, in terms of a whole rebrand for the Rams but uh, they haven't, I haven't seen anything at least on social media or the, the website that actually explains what this is about but they look pretty cool though right okay anything else Jordan? Don't think so, no. I think we've covered pretty much everything. Good stuff. All right, well, let's move on to this Sunday's game against Seattle Seahawks, who are currently second in our division on a 10-2 record joint move for 49ers. They're coming off of a night, uh, well, a Monday night game. So a short turnaround for them against the Vikings, where they come around the victors with a 37-30 win, which done us a massive favour in terms of uh, making the playoffs. So uh, Vikings are still... What are they? They're uh, eight and four. Eight and four. Yeah. 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 So, so they're the cl- they're the closest ones for us to catch that last seed in the playoffs. So, Jordan, do you want to go first? Just to touch on what to expect uh, from this game. Um, I think we've, we've, we've saw them earlier on in the season. Um, we know what it's going to be. It's going to be. You know, they're always tough games, even when the Rams weren't that great. These were tough games, close games. Um, you know, it's we know what Russell Wilson can do, unfortunately. He's having a, a kind of MVP calibre season, but probably going to be between him and Lamar Jackson, who who wins it. Um, you know, he's, he just seems to find a way to win somehow, and it's rather annoying because I don't know if MD <laughs> saw his, his mic'd up performance and it's just really cheesy like motivational skills that he does he's, I saw the subtitles just, <laughs> I didn't want to listen to it though he's just re- that annoying guy but you'd probably love him if he was your quarterback but um, you know they've, they've got about they've got the running game's been going quite well for them but um, as we've we've seen the Rams have been quite good run defence Um Chris Carson, I think, at over 100 yards. Uh, Rashad Penny, who was their first-round pick last year, he's been getting involved a bit more. He had a touchdown on Monday. So we know what, what to expect um, that way. 
that they will run the ball first and then they'll they'll try and you know use use the the play action and and the deep ball off that with they've got obviously DK Metcalf who had a long touchdown in the first uh, first game uh, Tyler Lockett uh, who was I think he was a bit ill on Monday but he'll probably be back um, fully fit for this game unfortunately because he's probably still their number one receiver um, you know defensively they're, they're kind of the usual Pete Carroll coached unit um, not got the star names in the Legion of Boom and whatever now but still a good unit um, they've got Clowney uh, Ziggy Ans has been playing playing recently as well for them so he led them in I think he had a few quarterback hits at the, on Monday night so yeah we, we kind of know what to expect now we've, we play them often enough and Pete Carroll's been there long enough that we know how they're going to set up and it's it's just a case of can the Rams find a way to win they almost did earlier on in the season um, it's must win for us maybe slightly less must win for them with their record but they're going to want to come into the Coliseum and, and sweep the season considering the kind of good couple of years that we've had against them so it's going to be it's going to be a tough one it's going to be physical and, and hopefully it's the Rams who come out on top Yeah and this game is on it's Sunday Night Football so this is another one one twenty am I believe for us Yeah so it's definitely I think as uh, Mr Wade Phillips has said this is a this is it this is the game we've got to win. It's all or nothing, basically, for our season. So, if you're in the UK, you've got to get up for this one, I think. You just have to suffer on the Monday for it. Just touching on the couple of players you mentioned there, I've just seen that um, Clowney and, uh, was it, uh, it? Ziggy Ansar, they're both limited at the moment because of an illness, I believe, but uh, they often turn them around and uh, come out and play on the, at the weekend. But a uh, short turnaround for them, so hopefully there's some soreness that we can take advantage of. Rob, do you want to throw your two cents in about the game? Yeah, I, I liked everything you said there, Jordan. Um, Russell Wilson um, is just 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 playing out his skin just now. He, he signed the big contract at the beginning of the season there. Um, you know, he, he was never leaving Seattle anyway, and he is, he's worth every penny right now. You know, potentially going to be the, the league MVP, and he is just a magician. He absolutely is. He, Seattle just have this uncanny knack of winning close games and it's just down to a mentality that they have. If they're in a close game, they just know that this guy can find a way to win and, and, he, and he just he does. They've never particularly had any great offensive line the last few years and they've not had to. This guy is so mobile. He, he buys time in the pocket. He's so difficult to bring down. He's accurate on the run. He's everything you want in a quarterback. I, 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 I recently have been in awe of him and you're right Jordan any team would be glad to have this guy just now uh, Pete Carroll as well what a terrific terrific coach he's he's had a high turnover of players particularly big name players uh, the last couple of years and it just seems to make this work last year they, they, they openly said they were going to be more committed to the running game which they have been last year and this year and everything from their offence seems to come from that they've brought in young players a guy just now that seems to be playing really well one of their rookies uh, DJ Metcalf um, having another great season and a good compliment to Tyler Lockett um, a blow for them in the off season was when they lost Doug Baldwin I uh, don't think really anybody expected him to retire um, so that was a blow for them but drafting this guy hard 
Dubai, and he's he's come in and really done done a job for them as well. Uh, defensively, you know, the, 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 there's a there's a few big names. They had the big signing when they brought in Jevero uh, and Clowney because um, they had lost Clark in the off season uh, down on the line, so that was a, a kind of replacement for him. Um, Bobby Wagner. I mean, is there a better middle linebacker in the game just now? Uh, if there is, I, I, I haven't particularly saw him. Um, he's a guy I would expect to be in the Pro Bowl. Uh, KJ Wright is usually consistent. Um, she, you, Trey Flowers, another guy they brought in, uh, and Shaq Griffin uh, back there in the secondary, again, having really good seasons. And you might not agree with me saying this, but th- this could potentially be the best team in the NFC just now. Or certainly one of them. You're ending on that, are you? Well, well yeah. <laughs> Seattle Seahawks is a team that we're so familiar with. Say something bad. I could, I could speak, yeah, I could speak, I could speak a lot about them. There, there's not much bad to say just now, Aaron, there really isn't. <laughs> the one, I'll tell you one bad thing that came from the last game. You, you again touched on the, the game we played against them previously, Jordan. The, that missed field goal at the end. That drive to take us to that missed field goal, for me, was the best football that Jared Goff had, has played all season. That was It was a 10-play drive, I think. Uh, he, he mastered us up into field goal range. Well within, you know, um, Greg Zerline's range, and he came up and he missed that kick. And you know something? I, I, I honestly think that loss took the wind out of our sails. And we have, ever since that loss, we have stuttered ever since. You know, hot and cold, hot and cold. And I honestly believe, see, if we had won that game, actually in Seattle, that would have put a big stamp from us on our division. And I think we'd have been sitting in a much more comfortable place just now. I think that loss took a lot of, lot of the wind out of our sails. Um, and I think a win this week, as difficult as, it, as it's going to be, even at the Coliseum, I think a win this week cracks that door for us, open that wee bit wider. That, that a potential run to the playoffs if you know that the Vikings can can, can continue to stutter um, would be exactly where we want to be. The, looking at the schedule, my my concerns for the rest of the season weren't going to be you know would you know the Vikings you know lose enough games for us to catch them. My concern was going to be where are we going to beat the Forty Niners and the Seahawks? And this, the other, the other two games, Dallas is going to be a difficult one as well. The Cardinals again after the recent performance, you would hope that we'd win that game. I think this this game is the one where you know we win this game and that door jars open a lot wider for us. So. You know, I think as you say, I'm actually working on the Tuesday morning. I, I might certainly stay up for the first half of this game. It's that important. Tuesday or Monday morning? I'm actually, I'm actually working on Tuesday morning. So it's, it's, it's sorry, beg, I beg your pardon. It's late. It's late Sunday night, Monday morning, isn't it? Monday actually? morning, yes. So yeah. you got a lion then, yes? Not working. I'll actually got a lion, so I will actually there you get, go, then. I've got a lion. That's the ideal. That's better than I thought it was going to be. I'm getting mixed up with last week. There you go. Happy day. So, obviously, both of you have covered quite a bit there. Just to touch on a few extra bits um, to extend on what you said. On the last time we played them, where, Rob, you said one of the positives was the way we we drove down the field to unfortunately miss that field goal. Um, Yeah. yeah, As as the season's gone on, they have shown that, obviously, their offence is what their offence is. It's always normally a top part of the league um, in terms of scoring and their defence is the, the weakest part and at the moment they are ranked 29th from passing yards um, allowed it, the same for last week's game against Cardinals that's probably the area of success that we will probably likely have against them they're actually quite good 
uh, top 10 rush defence, so we might struggle in those areas. Uh, what, what you both kind of touched on is how close some of their games have been. And what I found interesting was that a lot of their games that they did actually win uh, for a 10-2 and two record team were within seven points. I think they've outscored their opponents 36 points. Okay, so that's basically three points per game they've outscored, which is hard, you know, it's nothing, isn't it, really? So they've won a lot of close games, really, uh, to get that record. And just for some comparison, other 10-2 and two teams uh, uh, outscored their opponent. Um, for example, 49ers, they've outscored by 166 points. Patriots, 177. Ravens, 187 points more than their opponents. Now, I know, obviously, different... Different schedules, different. Uh, maybe they had a weaker, uh, weaker opponents than the Seattle have, but thirty-six is a massive difference between other ten and two teams. So maybe their record shows they're better than what they actually are, and they just. But just like I guess a football comparison over here back in the day, maybe not so much anymore. Manchester United used to just manage to win last minute on these really tough games, so maybe it's just one of those teams that just you, you can't crack necessarily, even when it's close. But now's the time to do it. We almost did it the first time around, and um, but now it's a do or die moment. But uh, you touched on Jordan there, their offense and uh, their running back. It's like a one-two punch, I guess, with Carson and Penny now. And they had a, both, I think, 176 yards it was between them against the Vikings. What I thought was interesting is that we know they're quite a run-heavy team first obviously with Wilson who likes to get out there and run as well but their third most attempts in the league just behind 49ers and, and Ravens you know they are going to run this ball because that's their game and we, we, we compared to last season we've mentioned before we've actually improved quite a bit in defending the run in terms of rushing allowed the Rams are 3.7 on average which is third in the league so although the, they're going to try and run at, run at us we have quite a good record at you know the average yards per carry so hopefully we'll be able to withstand and have enough stamina throughout the game to, to keep that up because uh, that's their strong point. If we can mute that, then we, we might be laughing. Yeah, that's, that's my takes on it. Uh, any, any last words on the game, Jordan? Uh, no, I think we've, we've covered, covered most of it. Good stuff, Rob. Uh, no, yeah, I think I've said my piece on it. Um, I think, as you say, you know, Pete Carroll wants to run the ball. There's, there's, there's no, he's, he's never hidden that. You know, right back to his Sean Alexander days, and that, that's what they're coming to do. Uh, they established that early, and, and it could be a difficult day for us. So I think, as you said, Aaron, you know, we're, we're run defence has stepped up a bit this year, so hopefully he continues to play well, and that's going to be a big thing for us early on, trying to stuff some of that running game. Yes, unfortunately, I think the... Uh, obviously, we, got, we can only win the rest of our games and then hope the, the rest falls in place for us but the, the Vikings have got Detroit this weekend so they're a 3-8-1 and eight and one team I've got, I mean I can't see them losing to Detroit can you John? No not not particularly I think it's at home as well which makes it even worse the only thing you can say is it's a divisional game so we've seen you know the Rams have played spoiler to teams like the Seahawks in the past when when we've not been very good so You'd never say never, but I, I, I'm not. You know, you're not counting on them this week dropping the game. I think it's going to be one of the later ones. You're going to hope that they do. And after that is the Chargers for them. That's they're quite a woeful team at the moment, it seems as well. But the, the only hope really is the last two games. They've got Green Bay and uh, Chicago Bears. 
Uh, I'd expect expect Green Bay to beat them. And the thing I'll say on the Chargers is they managed to beat Green Bay at home, so you never know what they're going to well, do. But yeah, there's that football thing. You think it's going to go one way, and you just you just can't predict it. So, like most people say, we just got to win the games and just hope for the best. I mean, it's not just Minnesota, though, isn't it? There's a few there's a few situations that we can. Um, still win out if you like I mean I guess in theory Seattle can still go behind us it would be either Seattle or the 49ers it's only going to be one of those two so 49ers have got a tough game against Green Bay but um, you know they've been playing really well all season so I'd say the Vikings are still going to be the main the main one that we could overtake but um, all the Rams can really do is concentrate on, on themselves at the minute um, so if the Rams don't win their games then it's pointless looking at other teams no. schedules unfortunately the way, the way that it is cool alright well just uh, as that game's been wrapped up we'll have a look at a couple of questions on Twitter we have let's have a look we have jstod25 as he's uh, handle and he said could we actually make the playoff question mark and then he obviously felt that was too simple of a question uh, he said, for clarity, my question isn't a case of mathematically speaking. It's more along the lines, are we actually good enough to make the playoffs based on the rest of our schedule and hoping for results elsewhere? Rob? It's a difficult one. Been a Rams fan, I want to say yes, yes, yes. But t- to be honest, the hardest thing for us actually is going to be winning the remainder of our games. It's not going to be whether Minnesota will drop a game or two so that we can leapfrog them. I think Minnesota are more than capable of dropping at least two games. And I was going to add as well, actually, Jordan, the Chargers, I honestly believe the Chargers are a better team than their record. The Chargers have stumbled a lot this year. The record doesn't say much for them at all. The Chargers could could be one of those teams that could just come up to bite. Certainly the, the, the Vikings, so keep an eye on that game. I, I'm always the optimist, Aaron. I'm, I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say the pivotal game, as I said earlier, is the Seattle game. I think we win that. We get some momentum to go into the, you know, the, the, the Dallas game and the 49ers game. Um, and I'm, I'm going to say yeah. I, I think the, the the Vikings, for me, are realistically the team that we're, that we're chasing. You know, I know Green Bay. You know, are only a game ahead of them, but that that's the team we're chasing. To be honest, I, I'm going to say yeah, and I'm going to say we we beat Seattle. The Chargers do us a favour, like I think they're more than capable of doing, and then then it, it, it's so wide open. You know, it's just down to our own performance after that. That's the thing. If we can get it back into our hands with a couple of games to go, um, it's going to be an exciting finish to the end of the season, guys. And Jordan, before you answer that, just to add on, do you, if we do make, obviously it's making the playoffs, which is great, but uh, the first year we made it with McVay, we just got knocked out the first, the first round. So... If we did make it, and you feel that we can make it based on the schedule, how far realistically you think we would get through the playoffs? The playoffs are just a weird. Playoffs are always weird, uh, no matter what. Um, I mean, we're playing the three seed, but you know, realise that the Rams are only going to going to get the sixth seed, so you'd be playing the 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 three seed, which. I'm not too sure who it is just now. I think Currently it was Green... Packers, yeah. Yeah, based on right now, it'd be Green Bay, which that's that's going to be freezing. That's going to be, you know, who can probably who can run the ball the ball the best. That's it's going to be absolutely Baltic there. Um, so, you know, it's it's just kind of 
we've seen the Rams were I'd imagine the Rams were probably favourites when we played the Falcons I can't really remember the, the one and done season every year you see weird upsets in the playoffs um, based on right now I, I would you know I'd expect the Rams to be a kind of one and done team especially coming up against Green Bay and, and Green Bay so but stranger things have happened I suppose you know yeah unless they can like just suddenly just all clicks it's just like last year again yeah, you never know it could happen, but based on what it is right now, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't expect them to go very far. Yeah, good stuff. And then uh, another question we've got on Twitter is uh, from uh, Slanky, <laughs> Slanky Puss, Martin Slade. There is uh, the offense are beginning to click. I think he's basing this on one game uh, with Woods and Cup making great plays. Higby getting the ball and Gurley getting more snaps. Can you see a role for Cooks going forward? Jordan, do you want to start that one off? I just think it was maybe that one... That yeah, Like you say, it's based on one game, but I think kind of similar to what we've seen all year with McVeigh not using Gurley because of all the injury talk and whatever, I think Cook's maybe only had two or three catches that game mm-hmm. for not a lot. Um, I just think maybe he's easing them back in because obviously he's been off for two, three weeks or whatever it was. Uh, with a concussion, I don't think he was wanting to put him in the firing line too much. There's definitely still a role for him because he's he's the the guy that generally goes deep, um, and that's that's something that's always going to be a a feature in McVeigh's offense. There's always going to be that kind of multi-layered uh, route tree with somebody shorter, somebody intermediate, and then somebody going deep. So there's definitely going to be a role for him, um, but. I think McVeigh's been very cautious with him um, until he's convinced that he's truly over the concussion thing, which you know we've, we've discussed previously. And Cooks has obviously come out and said that he's not not concerned too much about it. But <clears throat> I think it's something they monitor going forward his usage. But he's on a big contract, so you know I'd expect him to to be contributing all the same. So where he's under contract, he's, well, he's got at least what he got a five-year contract, didn't he? So, yeah, five years at the start of last yeah, year. So, so this is just the second year. So we've got him for a little while, and then out of all, if you had cut Woods, uh, so let's not say Reynolds because he's uh, not exactly the first string, uh, and then Cooks. Out of those three, forgetting that how much they're worth and value and how much you would trade for them, who would you, who would you kick out the the trio? Jordan, out of those three, if you had to, I think I think Cooks is probably the most expendable. If you like, I think we saw tail end of last year what what Jared Goff is without Cooper Cup. Mm-hmm. Um, Robert Woods is the kind of do it all. He gets gets involved in the blocking game. He gets involved in the run game. I think. You know, he's I've kind of called him the Swiss Army knife before, and that's kind of what I, what I think he is. You know, he, he will be able to do everything, but it's tough because you know, Rams have got three really good receivers. That front three, anyway, if you're just talking about them. So a lot, of, a lot of teams would love just one of one of those guys. You know, you look at even the likes of the Patriots. who have got Julian Edelman, and then they've got not a lot else at the minute receiving wise since they lost Gronk, and it's starting to show. So. Rams have got a lot of good options and 
Yeah, I know obviously you said discount the money, but you need to kind of talk about it overall. Maybe they are devoting a bit too much to to that kind of position. They'll need to pay Cooper Cup soon as well. So it's probably something to watch out for. But That's um, quite the risk, isn't it, nowadays? You think these contracts, five years is a lot to... I mean, I know it depends how they how they do the math and what's up front and what's guaranteed and the rest of it. But five years seems a long contract to give someone, especially how injuries and concussions work, especially in those sort of positions. If you were to try and ship him with that contract and the fact that he's got this history of concussions, I don't know how much you um, get for him, really. Can I offer a wee thing here, guys? Can, because yeah. obviously the, 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 the last contract that Cook has, um, you know, the word I'm going to throw out here is restructure. And I think, given how salary cap strapped we're going to be this off season, I, it would not surprise me if they approach him and try to restructure that contract. Mm. I, I don't think Brandon Cooks is going anywhere. I think you rightly said, Jordan, this is the guy that takes the top of the defence off for us, and that is so important. Cooper Cup is not the quickest. Um, as great a receiver as he is, you know, tons on a dime. Um, he's not the quickest. Robert Robert Woods is the Swiss Army knife. You know, he's quick. He's not Brandon Cooks quick. This is a guy that that when I don't believe he's a hundred percent just now. We know about the concussion issues. Um, very concerning, as you say. He's maybe wrapped in kid gloves a little bit just now. But when I think he's a hundred percent again, I think he is going to be pivotal, pivotal, pivotal to that offence um, and in particular the running game uh, you have a guy with that kind of speed that can threaten to go down that you know down to the other side of the park that opens up you know and stretches the defence and only good things come from that I don't think he's going anywhere I don't think any of the three of them are I think his contract will potentially be restructured and I think that's going to be the trio for a number of years, if I'm honest. I think they, they all play a very important part in the passing game, and I think they're all they're all actually key links to those three starting receivers. No, I think that's a, probably a good early shout, to be fair. Uh, it makes sense for everyone involved. Um, he, I'm sure he's enjoying himself over here, and he understands with the concussions and whatnot. And for the team to be successful, he may have to do that to, for them to fill up in other areas. So that's yeah. a good shout, Rob. Um, OK, well, let's... Uh, Move on to maybe a prediction now then. Uh, Tony's already done his in the other podcast before this, so um, he went with, I believe, 21-17 Rams. So, Jordan, do you want to throw one out there? Yeah, um, I think... I'm quite con- Well, I don't want to say I'm quite confident about it, but I'm, I'm a lot more confident than I was about the Ravens game. I think the Rams match up a lot better against the Seahawks. I think we've... Seen in the past how, you know, just this season, for example, how close the games usually are. It's rare that there's a, a massive blowout on, you know, like the one that the Rams uh, had in Seattle a couple of seasons back. It's, those are really rare between these two teams, even when the Rams were pretty bad. So it will be a tight game, but I can see the Rams the Rams winning it. I think they'll realise how important it is to, to win this game. Um, and I can see them sneaking it 24-21. Rob, what you got down for this game? I think I think the urgency for us in this game, I think, is going to give us the edge. 
that and the home field advantage. I, I, I see a tight one. I see a close game. Um, certainly shades of potentially something like the, the, the first game that we actually played them this season um, up there in Seattle. I, I see something similar. I see I see scores early. I see, I see it not being a particularly high-scoring game, um, but I think a game that, that we keep it close, that, that I think we can win it in the fourth quarter. Um, and I think that we home field advantage and that we urgency that we need it more than they do I think this carries us over the line and I'm, I'm going to say 28-21 runs oh well I'm going to say the same thing Rob 28 <laughs> no, you can't I've already said that no, no, you, well, you uh, get what? your own alright I'll tell you I'll go with uh, I'll go <laughs> I'm going to go <laughs> with 28-20 20, then because they miss uh, an extra point cool <laughs> I'll take that Right, uh, any final mentions or points you want to put out there, Rob? Um, uh, nothing else really jumping out at me. I think I think potentially this week we see Rob Havistein back. That wee bit more experience playing next to David Edwards, I think hopefully plays dividends for that young man, David Edwards. He he had the three or four holding penalties, I think, against the Cardinals and the, maybe the only guy that didn't have you know a particularly good game um, last week. So I, I think Rob Havistein's back. David Edwards is kind of like benefits from that kind of experience beside him. And uh, hopefully the, 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 these young guys, you know, uh, Corbett, etc., down on the line start, start to continue to, continue, sorry, to play quite well. And, you know, a, a bit of continuity again, as I said previously in the, the previous podcast on that line, um, I think will go a long way. Um, and if we do manage a playoff run, again, these guys these guys stay fit and stay on the park. Um, and I think it only bodes well. Um, I'm liking what I'm seeing from Corbett. I think David Edwards had, had better games than the one he had last week. And I think Austin Blythe is, is, is transitioning not too bad into the centre position. So hopefully these guys continue to go forward and protect golf. Let's hope so. And Jordan, anything else you want to add? Final thoughts? No, no. All I been mean, said. All been said. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> All right, we'll leave it there then. Uh, so it's Sunday night football, 1.20 a.m. on a Monday for us over here. So make sure you guys get up for that because this is a do or die moment for our season pretty much. And it is Seattle, so it's always a good game to watch. It's going to be a close one. So till next week, see you later.